And welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. On this episode, I share about the past couple months and an extended Ask Way Rope segment. To start us out today, this is Featherscale with Invocation.
This episode is a little late, and I wasn't even sure if I would be able to get a show out this month at all. Our house has been on the market for a few years, and it finally sold. And so selling a house is a lot like being on a roller coaster. You put your house on the market, and then you strap yourself in, and watch the ride begin. You keep climbing up that first big hill, and then you reach the top, and then you're looking over the vast expanse below. Then your house sells. This is the part where you throw your hands into the air and start screaming. So for the past couple months, it has been a roller coaster ride of paperwork, getting things ready to move, and calling utilities and finding a temporary landing spot while we build our new house. Thus the delay. Well, circumstances this week found me on the injured reserve list. At work, I went to move a roll of carpet jammed between two pallets in my trailer. The roll of carpet did not move or tear, but my back did. So I find myself sitting at home with a few strained ribs. Yay me! When life gives you lemons, you add a little sugar and make lemonade. Then you add a little double malt scotch, and you have yourself a nice little whiskey sour, and you forget all about your back pain. It is a season of new life and growth. Welcome spring.
And that was Laura Powers with Druesha. So I thought for today's show, I would do an extended Ask Ray Wolf. I hopped on Facebook and I asked you to send in your questions, and you did. So let's begin. First question comes from Blake, and he asks, Dear Grey Wolf, we all know you've lost your sanity. Through all your trucking, do you ever cite it? Hi, Blake. To answer the question, we first have to address this false rumor that I was ever sane to begin with. The question of my sanity is a topic that comes up quite often, and it's discussed in many circles, sometimes in low whispered voices, and sometimes in loud terrified shrieks with waving of hands and wildly running about. Although most of the time it involves quiet contemplation and reflection of what sanity really means. There is this theory that states, if you can question your own sanity, then you are not insane. Hogwash. I prefer to think that the ability to contemplate my own insanity as just being very self-aware. Sanity and insanity is very relative to your surroundings. There is a quote that goes roughly that in an insane world, the sane man must appear insane. It's been quoted by Vonnegut, C. William King, and even Spock on Star Trek. Most people read this as a statement that a sane person is perceived insane by the insane people around him. Is that proof that I may actually be sane? I hope not. In fact, I prefer to see that quote as a directive rather than a statement, placing the emphasis on the action. In an insane society, the sane man must appear insane in order to survive. Think of it this way. If you walk through town and everyone you see is pulling wings off of butterflies, you walk into a building and there they are, everyone, turning ugly butterflies and back into pretty caterpillars. Now you're standing there and you are not torturing a butterfly. People start looking at you. Why? Because you're being weird. You're being crazy. You're being insane. Let's take it the other way. You walk into the room of people pulling wings off of butterflies, and you start pulling the wings off of a chicken. They will do one of two things. They may still call you crazy, or they may make you their leader. Being perceived as normal is only having to behave like those around you and society. I used to be under the impression that most people were sane, and I was always disappointed to discover otherwise. For many years now, I assume just the opposite. Everyone is bat crap crazy. I am, you are, they is. All of us. Insane. It saves a lot of time in life trying to figure out why people act the way they do. And once in a while you find someone who actually is sane. Relatively. Artist Jean Dubuffet once said, 
For me, insanity is super sanity. The normal is psychotic. Normal means lack of imagination, lack of creativity. It absolutely tickles me to no end when someone calls me insane, because that tells me I may be doing this thing called life right. Next question is from Gwen. Dear Grey Wolf, what is the best part about being a gorilla? Now, some of you out there may not be aware, but there was a point in my life I was a birthday clown, a stage magician, and yes, a gorilla, as well as several other stuffed animals. I was also a strip gorilla, and that is exactly what you think of when you hear the word strip gorilla. Tearaway suit, g-string, banana, welcome to the jungle playing on a boombox in the background, and a dancing gorilla. So I can answer this question with several interesting stories of some bachelorette parties and birthday deliveries I have performed, which I will not be doing today. I will instead answer the question in a much safer way. We are many different people inside. We hold many different personas, dependent on who we are. We wear many different masks th throughout each day, at work, at home, at play, with different people, each mask, each costume, plays a part and is a part of who we are. It's important to know what part each mask plays and why. And also to know if that mask or persona is healthy for you or if you need to change it for something different. The best part about being a gorilla is knowing that it really is a part of me and part of who I am. Next question. Ryan asks, can you talk about the circular movement of energy in paganism and the pagan wheel, and also how your journey into paganism began and how it has changed your life and enlightened your soul? There are many different definitions of paganism, yet most all of them speak of and are based on the cycles of life and energy. It is actually science and the first law of thermodynamics that teaches us the law of conservation of energy that energy cannot be created or destroyed, only changed. As pagans, we apply that to all energy, physical and spiritual. Each cycle of the wheel bringing with it the changes of energy. Birth of life in spring, growth of summer, reaping of fall, and a death and rest of winter, and then the cycle begins again. We take the lessons of nature and apply them within our individual lives. My journey into paganism started as a child and seeing the similarities between the changing seasons and life itself, and just how amazing our world really is. And while I have been on several paths, I can say that everything I have studied and experienced in life has made me who I am today, the good and the bad. Finding balance and understanding is a constant process. It's like being on a balance board. You have to find the flow and adjust to what's around you. Each day I am amazed at even the small realizations of life and existence around us. Enlightenment is just awakening of concepts and growing beyond the assumptions and belief paradigms of our individual life. And the greatest thing about this for me is that just when you think you've got it, that you have it figured out and are now, quote, enlightened, end quote, Something comes along to make you realize that you've only scraped the surface and that there's so much more to learn and grow. 
It's a constant journey, and it's not even about good and bad, happy and sad. It's about the experience, what we take from it, that makes us who we are. Next question. Crystal asks, throughout the years I'm sure you've experienced as low in your spirituality. How do you keep the faith in low times? Well, the lows will always come. All the time, in fact. I don't know that it can be avoided. We all want to live on the mountaintop, yet in balance there are other valleys as well. To remain in either place too long can be unhealthy and not conductive to living everyday life. So first thing I would say is recognition. Being aware that you are in a spiritual slump. Once you are aware of it, it really is just a matter of reconnecting. Meditation, prayer, going out into nature, communing, finding the things that let you connect to the divine. Art, writing, reading. If what you are doing is not letting you reconnect, then it is the journey of finding that something. Trying new things. Sometimes it's the very activity of refinding that makes the connection. Sometimes it's stepping outside of the common channels of faith. It can be like a game of hide-and-seek. Sometimes the gods want you to try to find them. Next question is from Jenna. My question is, how does your spirituality influence your art, and do the journeys you take within your art influence your spirituality? Absolutely. Spirituality and art go hand in hand. Any artistic endeavor does. One of the greatest gifts we have as humans is the ability to create just for the sheer joy of creation. The very act of creating is spiritual. Music, dance, writing, art, in all its amazing forms. All of it comes from the heart. It comes from a spiritual place within our very soul. We place a piece of ourselves into each piece of art we create. It is a part of us. It is a reflection of divine creation, an homage to the incredible universe we live in. And I find it doesn't matter if it's a pop art piece, a cartoon, or a deep thoughtful painting with a message. All of it is spiritual and draws me closer to the balance. The next question comes from Firelight, and it was to comment on a Facebook post dealing with the cinematic representations of magic and witchcraft and paganism, and witchcraft in real life. The post itself dealt with the drawing and holding up of wands at a funeral for a friend who loved Harry Potter. And the individual commented how this was basically degrading and how could they confuse real witchcraft, quote, real witchcraft, with Harry Potter and went on how wrong it was. And I'm actually going to add in a couple other questions to this as well. Peter asked, what do you see as a present state of pagans in America? And Dee asked, how can you be skeptical? How can you be skeptical? Skeptical. How can you be skeptical, rational, and pagan at once? So my thoughts. There is this movement of what is, quote, real magic, end quote, and paganism and what is not. Some say you have to have a direct lineage to older witches. Some say you have to be this or that and obey the rules or this governing body. Hogwash. All of it. Let's talk magic first. 
Magical workings has rules. Just like the physical laws of the universe, there are magical laws of the universe. Just like there are exceptions to those laws, there are exceptions in magic as well. I'm from the school of magic that if it works for you as an individual, then you use it. By the way, study and understand the benefits and consequences of any magical working before you attempt any. But all of us use the energy of the universe to one extent or another without even thinking about it every day. Magic is like breathing. We don't think about it because we do it automatically. Magical workings is basically breathing with a purpose. Consciously drawing a breath in to blow out a candle as an example. There are many, many, many ways to do magic. It's up to you to decide what feels right for you. But when someone says you have to do it this way or it's not real, forget them. They may have a way that works, but people who say it's the only way are wrong. It's the same with various pagan paths. There is no right way or only way. It's a belief system. I don't care if you're getting your spiritual messages from a Teddy Ruxpin doll on an altar. As long as you're not hurting other people or yourself, have at it. The whole Harry Potter thing in this case isn't even an argument about representing faith. It's about honoring the death of a friend and for someone to say that is wrong is proper bullshit. There is this whole argument that if you are for this, then you have to be against that and I just don't buy into it. Paganism and really any faith at its core is an individual pursuit. Our relationship to the gods and the universe is ours alone. If you find lessons of faith in Harry Potter, that's great. We learn from everything in life and shouldn't restrict our life lessons just because they do not follow the conventions of proper religious teaching. We learn from each other and we sometimes walk similar paths and keep each other company. But at the end of the day, our experiences and lessons we learn are for us individually only. Religion with a big R is wrong. It limits what we can learn. I think sometimes paganism is right on that line, wishing to keep small and controllable and individual, and then it wants to become one of the big boys and have the structure and layers of larger religions. I personally don't see how that can be done without limiting personal identity and growth. That's just me. Paganism is like any other religion. It has bad players and people who are in it for physical gain. That's why it's important that we come together as a community and rather than sanctify a ruling body, at least embrace the commonalities we share at the very least to protect those who follow these paths from the bad players. I doubt there will ever be a singular ruling council like the larger religions, yet we should strive for a fellowship. Being skeptical is a must if you're going to embrace paganism. Self-auditing and seeing everything with a skeptical eye is only prudent. Being able to discern and interpret what works for you and what is total BS for you is important. Yet what is total BS for you may not be for someone else. It's a difference of sight and experience. Now as far as being rational, I go back to my answer to my first question. We is all nuts. What seems rational is only comparable to what is going on around us. Now I save the easiest question for last. Jerry asked, 
I'd like you to discuss the concept of where the first matter, i.e. the first rock, came from, and what's at the end of the universe. This is easy. The answer to the first part is, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. And to the second part, I'll let you know when I get there. Turtles all the way down, my friend. Turtles all the way down.
And that was Bone Poets Orchestra with The Green. So I want to thank you all for listening, and as always, all music used on A Pagan Heart is played with permission of the artists. I want to thank everyone for writing in and for being a part of Ask Grey Wolf. And as always, you can find me at www.paganheartinmaine.com and also hanging out here on Facebook. 
to end out the show, this is Emerald Rose with Mary Maypoke. Until next time, blessed spring and brightest blessings. Unite and unite, oh, let us all unite, for summer is a coming today, and whither we are going, we all will unite in the merry morning of May. One, two, one, two. Church, to see if parson prune faces properly perched. The sermon stairs been started, sun running at a snore. Well, like a sun at sea wave, a green and crimson wave, a band of merry maple came a hooping through the door. And oh, singing, come up, come in with streamers, come in with boughs of May. Come green and white and trip the lawn, tonight becomes a day. Jump up and dance and tumble, jump up and duck and leap. Jump up and wake the people that the parson puts to sleep. They brandished it on tables, the garlands fell in showers. Getting lads and lads looked after them at feet like dancing flowers. And the queen had torn her green gown and made her shoulder white. White eyes and made the crown her while all the men surround her. Did it back the crimson had to sing for she did lie. And oh, singing, come up, come in with streamers, come in with boughs of May. Come green and white and trip along, tonight becomes a day. The earth is dressed in flowers, be decked as if to wed. Go on and kiss the lady, oh, before the moment's fled. The dusky velvet has six with folk with fragrant dew And the fond goo eye with hawthorn it frothed in every pew The parson be was frothed from the queen's authority kiss When I go more a saber, a tongue a razor saber Bound it to the pulpit and commenced the preaching this And all oh, singing, come up, come in with streamers, come in with boughs of May Come gain and white and trip along, tonight becomes a day We sing the life arisen from the Lord of shit and die Your God's alive in Greenwood, the lady by his side Mayor, the words we sing are different.
But the tune's not far away So stand with us Join hand in hand And raise a sacred call We sing of life arisen We sing of glory risen We sing that love is risen again And love is Lord of all Come up, come in with streamers, come in with thousands of mayors. Come teen and wide and trip along till night becomes a day. So dance with joy, remember it, and sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine to the lady and the Lord. Come up, come in with streamers, come in with thousands of mayors. Come teen and wide and trip along till night becomes a day. To dance with joy, remember it, and sing of love's reward. Raise up a cup of May wine for the lady and the Lord.